the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Beautiful day, beautiful day, beautiful day outside. It's Magnifico. And to a high of 82 by Wednesday, Magnifico. I'm so, before I even get to to this, did you see Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Did you see that ankle injury that he took in the game yesterday? His ankle was facing the other direction. His foot was the other direction. One foot was facing forward. The other foot was facing backward. Oh, that hurt. Just looking at it, and dog, it hurts again just listening to it. Whew. Speedy recover, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if we do like that. I'm, when Feisman had that big break in his leg, and his leg was like twisted around, he didn't play football no more. But he's a lot older than uh, than Dak Prescott. We'll see if he comes back, Dak Prescott. But, man, that was very unfortunate. Thinking about baseball, you know, uh, Joe Morgan played for the Cincinnati Reds, was an announcer. Uh, after that, he passed away today. I didn't catch the age. But, uh, Joe Morgan passed away today. And, golly, what was that guy's name? Kennedy, Kennedy, the game show host. Kennedy. He passed away today, but you know what? Well, Smash, shouldn't you be a little more astute uh, and uh, kind of like more on top of your game? No, I, yeah, all right. Got a lot of things. I can't remember everybody. Well, maybe you should. You're supposed to be a professional bro. I am. But I can't remember everybody, right? You got a president and a vice president going at it. They don't remember nothing. And you're going you're gonna to bust on me? Forget about it. I ain't taking it. Happy birthday is today. Kirk Cameron. Remember, that is a cute little guy, daggone it. Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains, 50 years old today. I didn't even know Hugh Jackman was this young. I thought he was older. But Hugh Jackman, the actor, Wolverine. Wolverine is 52 years old today. Huh. We're even talking about two different kind of <laughs> art to your capabilities. Kirk Cameron and Hugh Jackman are about the same age. And boy, you talk about two different type of actors right there. Adam Rich, you remember him? From 80 is Enough? He's 52. Dog. Oh, this girl right here, man. She was fine, fine, blow my mind. Actress, singer. She was in Cannonball 
run due. Baywatch, Miss California in 1969. Susan Anton is 70 years old today. And the joke, the joke of the last presidential debates, Chris Wallace, 73 years old. Tony Kubek or Kubek, depending on uh, what side of town you're from, the baseball player, the announcer, 85 years old today. Boy, Luciano Pavarotti, man, I used to dig that cat. 85 years old. Dick Gregory, man, whenever he'd come into town, he'd always come on Smash Show. And Dick Gregory, I love Dick Gregory. He was quite the civil rights activist. He was quite the comedian. 88 years old had he lived, 85 for Pavarotti. And on this day was born one half of the greatest singing and rhythm and blues teams in the history of singing and rhythm and blues. Talking about Sam and Dave. Well, Dave is gone, but Sam is 85 years old today. This is my favorite Sam and Dave song. When I come back, I got to bust out on Keith Oberman. But right now, let's enjoy the music here. Smash Daily it is, 107.1 FM, the big C.
You're digging the smash with Smash Daily on the Big C. Smash with you. You know, it's so often said, do not talk politics or religion because you ain't you ain't going to get into nothing but a fight. But I tell you what, this guy who I'm about to lay out for you right here is so horrific in what he's putting forth, at least from his side, from his angle. I'm going to have to speak to it. So you have been forewarned. You listen at your own risk. And if by chance you don't like, well, you don't like religion or political talk, then please turn your back to the radio right now. This is Keith Olbermann. Our best case scenario is a defeated Trump having no alternative but to concede defeat. And yet, you know in your heart what would follow even that decisive and blessed moment. If Trump actually accepts losing, he will not even pause for breath before he immediately announces that he is seeking the presidency in 2024. Now that I can believe. And therein lies the real terror of this time of the madman. What he revealed about America and to the unprincipled scum who have been for decades merely pretending they are not racist, they are not homophobic, they are not anti-Semitic, they are not anti-democracy, they are not obsessed with violence and death. The shy haters. What he revealed is they will not go away just because Trump concedes an election. They have been authenticated by him. They have been told that their failures are somebody else's fault. They have been reassured that their worthlessness is the result of enemy A or enemy B or enemy C. They have been given five years in the sunlight and they are a blight that will be with us for generations. And this guy, Keith Olbermann, is running the same bullshit that he claims that the right is running on. He is spewing the same hatred, the same volatile as he is putting forth an accusation upon those who disagree with him. This guy ain't nothing but a piece of as are the others or anyone else that's running this type of stuff onto the mind of the American public, no matter the side, but we are in America. So we let him talk. There can be no mistaking what is ahead of us in this best of possible scenarios. A period in which a Trump-led minority will continue to terrorize this country. And Trump, whose only barely human delight comes from the applause of the morons in the crowd, will seek that pleasure again and endlessly until the day he dies. Morons in the crowd? Doesn't that parallel what Hillary once said? You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Right? But no matter what basket you happen to be riding in, this is America and we can ride in whatever basket we want. And that's why pick a side continues. It's a different kind of homicide. This is the one where you get to pick how you kill a country. We unleashed this terrorism via the activating mechanism of reality television. Trump unleashed his terrorists via the activating mechanism of encouraging them to hate. Trump can be and must be expunged. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has opened, they will not be so easily destroyed. And this guy ain't triggering hate? Keith Olbermann? What an ass. 
But this is America. So go ahead, ass. So let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees and the William Barrs and the Sean Hannity's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world Trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus. What? The virus is your attitude. The virus is their attitude. And thus nothing gets done to put forth the kind of inoculation that will end that virus because both sides are filled with ass like this guy here. But this is America, so it continues. Remember it. Even as we dream of a return to reality and safety and the country for which our forefathers died, that the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage and then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it, means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways will only begin that day. Well, if this guy Keith Olbermann had any inclination and or acumen towards American history, the fight doesn't begin November 3rd. The fight's been going on. The fight continues November 3rd, no matter what side you're on, whether you're right, whether you're wrong. Everybody's wrong because they're playing like they're right. And nobody will take the time to listen to somebody else. And nobody will take the time to take in that kind of discourse between sides so as to put forth one side, and that being the side of America. But, A, if you're looking at it the way it's looking right now, you would definitely put forth some sort of judgment that says, there ain't no more America. There ain't no more United States. There ain't no more. The opinion expressed does not necessarily reflect that of any other humanoid existing on the planet at this particular point in time, whether that opinion be mine, Keith Oberman's, whether that opinion be yours. But I certainly believe that whether you're right, whether you're left, whether you're conservative, whether you're liberal, whether you are fringe, no matter what that fringe is, the opinion expressed is more than a reflection. No matter what your side, Unfortunately, in a way, it is more than a reflection. It's a definition of all that's wrong, no matter what angle you're coming in at. And by the way, as we get ready for November 3rd for the race to end, shall we say, may I say that Keith Oberman, you win the race, the race of inciting violence, the race of putting forth vitriol that will incite a discord that will do nothing but uplift the hate on both sides. So as far as the race is concerned, in this last soundbite, it ain't been nothing but politics, schmolitics. So, Keith Olbermann, you win 
you asshole. But I'll stop because I'm starting to sound a lot like you. Smash Daily is everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. I got to send you to Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. Check it on the dot com. So you want to eat magnificence in the art and science of dining. You want the dining experience of the way to eat in New Orleans or New Orleans, depending on what side of town you're from. You want to go to either Creve Court or you want to head on over to Edwardsville. I used to eat the one at Creve Court. I went to Edwardsville last week. Same delicious. Same delicious. And I got to tell you what, you have opportunity to, when you indeed do get there, try the catfish. Gulf Shores catfish. The way they fry it up, the way they cook it up, the way they serve it up. That's the way you eat catfish. And then you get the sides. Now over here, I, I don't eat them too often. So I'm diabetic and can't eat them. But I shot up about 30 units before I went to eat. So I knew I was going to eat So I got me some hush puppies. Oh, magnificent. Got me some of that fried corn. Oh, I'm crying. And then, after my entree, I indeed went for it. I just smashed it and said yes. I'm familiar with it for long ago, 16 years ago at the Creve Corps location. That's how long they've been there. Six years now in Edwardsville, 16 years ago, and did the grand opening. I was there. I was there as part of it. And I had the keen lime pie. I remember those tears just as strong today as when they indeed did flourish from my eye sockets that particular night. Ooh, you want to talk about? I'm putting it down right there. Key lime pie, Gulf Shores. You can check it all out. See the whole menu, everything. Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. You are going to love it. Wait, hello? Wait, Jay and there's a cause. Hello, my name is Jay Eldrick. Trina Mumila Kakawunga, Inuyunga, Kamanito Amiraksunga. I'm indigenous. I am indigenous. I'm Inuk. I'm person. I'm a human being. To me, what it means to be indigenous. To be indigenous means I come from the land. To have a connection to this place, to have a connection to this land, to have a connection to one another. This means 150 years of attempted genocide, colonization, and cultural appropriation. But it also means 150 years of survival, resilience, and revitalization for my people. For the next seven generations, our people will rise and will rebuild our culture that was once taken away from us. Being Indigenous means having a responsibility to one another, to our communities, to represent our communities well, and to always have each other's backs. I will push for the proper representation of our people in mainstream media. Maybe over the next 150 years, we can look at the basic human rights and equality. I hope you enjoyed this. Peace. Thank you. Some of the voices of the indigenous population for today, along with being Columbus Day, is worldwide Indigenous Peoples Day. Indigenous means 
native to the area, native to the land. I don't know why they call it indigenous, especially here in the United States, because nobody knows what indigenous means. Why don't you use some language we can understand? I understand it's Columbus Day, Christopher Columbus. But indigenous, that don't mean nothing to me. So I would think, and I'm not all that bright a thinker, as you might be able to tell, but I would think that somebody from the Native American population, from the Native American constituency, from the Native American tribes that still live and have a place on the land. I think somebody say, hey, you know what? We don't want to be indigenous. We were here before y'all. We are the Native Americans, the natives. We were the first indigenous. I'm starting to get kind of political here, and I ain't running for office, doggone it. I should have ran for office a long time ago. Have you ever heard what some of these fat cats make being in office? Got health covered for the rest of their lives? Come on now. Bust my ass over here to stay healthy. He's got indigenous, indigenous. Make it so people understand. This is about the Native American. This is about the tribes. This is about the nations that got it all taken away. But you call them indigenous so nobody understands what it is. I'm starting to think I'm Big Chief Smash, to tell you the truth. Speaking for a people that, not even my people, but daggone it, these people got jacked around. So, I don't know. It's tough to see what you can do with the politicians because you can't really all do all that much. You know, you can't. I'm talking about a certain level, on the high level. Usually on the local level, regional level. You can talk to these folks, and they're sensible folk. But boy, you talk to some of these fat cats out there in D.C., man, forget about it. You ain't talking to nobody because they ain't listening. They were listening, it'd be a whole lot different. So what I'm saying is, Indigenous People's Day needs to be Native American Day. I say Native American, yeah, because America also covers into Canada, and America also covers south of the board. Native American Day. That's what I'm saying. So people understand what it is. So people understand what the drama was back then that got us to what we is right now. And that's just one part of the problem. Indigenous Peoples Day. What does it indeed signify? We go to the Native American side of things. Well, I'm a long I practice long the way of life. And we don't have a whole lot of people that do that anymore. We're losing our culture. When the culture's gone, there's no longer any such a thing as a law court or a dog court or a non court. So there's a sad day coming if, 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 if we don't get the language back and do all that stuff. Because being law court, a lot of it is, is the language. Knowing the language, understanding it. That means all of my relatives. That doesn't mean just. Just human relatives, cousins, uncles, aunts. That means 
that bird over there, that means the fish in the water, that means everything. I'm related to everything. We're all related. Everything in the universe is related. The government has taken away all of our, our whole lifestyle and put us on a very pitiful piece of land and told us to prosper, live and prosper. But all it could do is live here and survive. The reservation is a desolate place that is very hard for people to live on, but it is what we have left of our homelands. And it's diminishing through time. So we, we want to protect what we have left and share it with the future. You can see good in everything. And I really wish the world would just stop the negativity and start seeing the good and change their mindset about a lot of things. We're not hopeless. We're not helpless. Um, that is so pitiful. Nchika, they call it. We're not Nchika. We are strong Lakota people very strong and we'll rise and I believe it'll change. There is always a light, always a light. You just have to choose to see it. The story of this particular reservation amongst so many other reservations around the country is one that needs to be told. It needs to be lived. Take kindly the counsel of the earth, gracefully surrounding the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortunes. But do not distress yourself with imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it's clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Be at peace with God, whatever you conceive them to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace with your soul. With all the sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful and strive to be happy. Aho. Pilama, I beloved. There were some great warriors that came out of the tribes, Cochise, Sitting Bull, Geronimo, all of them. So national, or shall I say international, Indigenous Peoples Day. Happy, happy if that is what it's supposed to be. If not, I say change it. At least here, in America, National Native Americans Day. Celebrate that culture, celebrate that heritage. I got into it back when I was living in Phoenix. We would go up to uh, Sedona, and they have these Indian uh, Native American powwows, and they were something to see. They were something to watch. They were something to experience. It was magnificent. That's just me thinking out loud. Happy Indigenous uh, Peoples Day, whatever that means to you. Hey!
I'm killing time. Don't even worry about me. I got jacked around just uh, about 10 minutes ago, so I got a little bit more. I'm just looking at various things that happened on this day. John Dillinger, remember him? Today he escaped from jail in Allen County, Ohio. And with the help of his gang, they killed the sheriff. And after this murder, which was really the gang's first, they went on a rampage that earned Dillinger the FBI designation, public enemy number one. Wasn't it Jimmy Cagney who played in a movie called Public Enemy? Oh, that was magnificent. Was that the one where he said, you dirty rat, you killed my brother, but then he says he never said that. I don't know. Filming began on this date in 1938 for The Wizard of Oz. That was in Culver City, California, in the studios over there, Culver City Studios. Wizard of Oz. Weren't a bunch of the uh, munchkins from St. Louis? I think they were. Boy, that was some great movie, wasn't it? I'll never forget Seeing them flying monkeys and everything, scaring the living daylights out of you as a kid. Because you were scared. Because you saw them on, on TV. I think the biggest screen back in those days was like maybe an 18-inch, if you were lucky. And that was considered cinema. Anyway, Wizard of Oz, they began filming on this particular day. Little Richard, wonderful young man, passed away most recently. In 1957, he quit Rock and roll. He brought all the rock and roll tunes, you know. He quit rock and roll, he said, because he found Jesus. So if you want to live for the Lord, you can't rock and roll. Well, if he'd have said that to me, I'd have disagreed with him, but that's what he said. So to prove his point, he tossed out all his diamond rings. He tossed them into the Hunter River in Sydney, Australia. In Sydney, Australia. And then he started rock and roll again, rock and roll music five years later. Could never find the rings. Jimi Hendrix experience formed in London in 1968 on this day. Man, what a magnificent band. The crazy part about it was, I never forget when we first saw him, was those three dudes making all this powerful music from the stage. Three dudes. It was something. Jesus Christ Superstar, the rock opera, opens up at the Mark Hellinger Theater on Broadway, 1971. Rod Stewart leaves faces, says, I got to start a solo career, otherwise I'm stuck. That was 1975. Oh, this is a big one. My man Doug Jenkins over here brought it to my attention. 1978 British punk rock star Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols. At that time, he was arrested in New York City and charged with fatally stabbing his American girlfriend, Nancy Spongeon. Didn't they have a movie? Sid and Nancy, I think that's right. She was 20. He died at the age of 21. Heroin overdose before his murder trial began. And then Nirvana, the album Nevermind, was certified gold by the NIAA, also known as the RIAA, Record Institute of America, or something like that. It was their second studio album, but this was the one, you know, never mind, was big. Big, big, big. Well, I'm looking at all kinds of stuff, trying to provide content in my own individualistic fashion. And I ran across this as far as, you know, all over this last weekend, everybody's doing all kinds of tributes and everything to Eddie Van Halen. In fact, the NFL, a lot of the uh, games 
the bumper music that they use, transitional music from commercials back to the game or from the game into commercials, bumper music is, is called. They were all Eddie Van Halen licks or Van Halen tunes. And so with that in mind, I found this as I was digging around and it was really something to hear because this young lady right here was firsthand there. I'm talking about Sharon Osborne on the show, The Talk. I was lucky enough to know him, mm -hmm. been following his career for so long, uh, since before they even got signed. Oh, Van wow. Halen used to have a, um, a residency at the Whiskey on Sunset. Really? Once mm -hmm. a week, oh, wow. I used to go and see him wow. and, you know, uh, just... Um, an amazing, amazing band, Eddie and his brother. I mean, just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But um, Ozzy knew him much better, obviously, yeah. being a fellow musician, and yeah. they toured the oh. world together. Mm -hmm. Van Halen's first big tour was supporting Black Sabbath, and they went around the world oh. with Sabbath. Oh. And, and Ozzy, when they were in England, touring England, Ozzy took them to his local pub. Mm -hmm. And the pub was in the middle of the countryside where Ozzy lived. Mm -hmm. And it was full of, like, farmers and local people. I love it! And Van Halen, <laughs> he took them into the pub. Uh -huh. And, of course, they didn't understand what anybody said. And um, <laughs> I can only imagine yeah. their thoughts. Yeah. They must have been yeah. like, are we in the twilight zone? <laughs> Young guys from Pasadena <laughs> and L.A. going to this an old English pub in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and, but they, Eddie was always funny mm -hmm. and nice. And I, this one story I'll tell you quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Van Halen and Ozzy were on a festival in Germany. Mm -hmm. And in those days, you always just stay in the same hotel and we were all in yeah. the bar late. And Eddie and Ozzy were drinking up a storm and just telling jokes one-to-one, -one, you know, uh -huh. being really funny. And suddenly David Lee Roth came in and there's nobody stragglers in the bar and he's doing his kicks and singing and shaking his <laughs> hair around and then another kick and it's like, who are you doing this for? Because nobody's here. <laughs> anyway, cut a long story short, he really got on our nerves. And Ozzy got a pair of scissors uh -huh. and every time he'd fly his hair around Ozzy, he'd go snip, uh -huh. snip, oh, snip. No, snip. No, yeah, and in the end, Eddie goes, oh, no, man, that's enough. That's enough. No more. Right. Oh, my God. I yeah. can't believe it. I love that. Anyway, Mist, he is yeah. just, he has done so much for music, but we yeah. have his music. It will live on forever and just love to his family. Yeah. 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 Sharon Osborne right there. Yeah, she remembers. That is something. Yeah, because I remember when all that was coming down myself. I wasn't there, but I remember when all, all that was coming down, talking about David Lee Roth and him doing his kicks and everything. <laughs> it used to be a dude in Chicago, and our band, we would play Chicago. I mean, we couldn't get to the East Coast. We couldn't get to the West Coast. So the third best was Chicago. Try to take Chicago. And we did uh, we used to play a place, one of the places called Rush Up. And in Illinois in that day, I don't know what they do nowadays, but in Illinois that day, the bars opened at like 6 in the morning. And so we were playing the second set after a guy named Sherwin Specter. This was a cute little guy, all right? We're just a bunch of hillbillies from Indiana. I'm wearing Oshkosh Bagash overalls, and 
That was my act. That was my wardrobe. And unlike Diana Ross, I only had one wardrobe, so I didn't have to do wardrobe changes. I did have to change T-shirts because I was sweating like a nut. But weren't we all in those days, whether it be from natural and or supernatural reasons, nevertheless, this guy, Sherwin Spector, the girls loved him. But he used to kick his and let his hair fly and everything. And let it, you know, he'd lean over the balcony because you were up on the third floor and people were rocking and rolling down on the first floor. And and it's kind of like, hey, pal, take on it. Don't do We almost threw him over the balcony one night, and that was to teach him a lesson. You don't do that stuff with a bunch of hillbillies, a hillbilly band with you who can rock hard. And that was us. We were called Pure Funk. We were also called Roadmaster. We had two different different uh, names in those days. We switched from Pure Funk to Roadmaster once we went to All Original and everything. But that reminded me of Sherwin Spector, the David Lee Roth story. And that sounds like something David Lee would do, especially back in those days. Pretty wild. And Ozzy sniffing at his hair for every time that he would flip his hair around. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's a quarter till six. Smash with you right here. I want to remind you, coming up on November 5th, November 5th, we're going to be over here at Post Commons, right around the corner from the radio station. In fact, at, uh, on Albee Street right over here. And we're going to be doing this big virtual fundraising banquet for the Riverbend. Um, I tell you what, this is going to be so much fun because I don't know what it's going to be. I never done nothing virtual uh, ever before. Oh, I tell you what, put it on your agenda, November 5th. I'm going to tell you more about it. <laughs> we get closer to the date. But uh, the Riverbend Family Ministries is going to put on a magnificent show. I tell you, Post Commons, that's a cool place, man. That's an old post office, and they've got it fixed up into a beautiful restaurant coffee house. But we're going to be uh, over there. That starts up about 6.30. I'll be your host for the whole thing, virtually speaking. And you can check it out either on your computer or come on over to Post Commons. That's what I'm saying. I mean, put on your, your mask and let's get virtual. November 5th. With WBGZ. Smash, smash, digging a smash. Smash daily on the big Z. Hey, you got yourself that uh, kitchen, maybe a bathroom project. You do it over the house, any room, really. Do it yourself, that kind of project, DYI. Well, I tell you what, who is waiting on you? Just you. All the tools are right there at Fisher Lumber, right there in East Alton. Fisher Lumber, and when it is time for that kind of call to action to get your, your hammers, your nails, to get your wallboard, to get your plaster, whatever the case may be, they call it plaster anymore? I don't know. I haven't built anything for quite a while. Anyway, when you're going to be doing something like that, you got to do it right got to have the right materials, the right tools, got to have the right expertise to guide you to that. That's why I, based on what I've seen and talking with Ed Fisher, I'll send you to Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com, right across from the fire station over there. All right? So these guys got you covered, all the parts you need, all the materials, tools, and 
they even are design experts. Because as soon as you walk into the place, you'll see all the uh, flooring over here to the left. You see the cabinets right next to that over to the left. Then straight up ahead is all the tools and everything. Then to the right, you got more capabilities as far as maybe your doors are concerned, your decks are concerned, whatever if you decide to do it yourself. All right? And you're going to save money. Right there at Fisher Lumber in the showroom. So they help you build the build. All right? So be it construction, uh, put together, renovation. Since 1941, Fisher Lumber in the River Bend and now online at fisherlumber.com is saying, hey, come on. Come on, River Bend. We got you covered for whatever you need. Any tools, any materials, any expertise you need when you're doing it yourself. So check it out when you do have the chance. And the beauty of it is they've been there 75 years and they own like, <laughs> Five blocks straight down the row. It is magnificent. And in every one of those blocks, they have, well, for example, you need trusses to put a roof up. They got all that stuff. They'll get you to it, but you got to get to it. And that is going over to Fisher Lumber, starting at Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com. Let me hear the worship That is Hezekiah Walker, one of the great songs. That is the theme song for a show I do on Sundays, 5 o'clock here on WBGZ, also on our sister station, My Mix, 94.3. And it's a song called Every Praise, as you can tell by the lyrics therein. But, man, what a magnificent song that Hezekiah Walker has put forth. I first got turned on to it when he was on the Arsenio Hall show. I don't know if you remember that uh, far back, but they did that song on the Arsenio Hall. And, I mean, that crowd, which wasn't a Jesus crowd, they took to that song and they were, like, dancing to it. It was magnificent. So I do this Jesus music show because I grew up on gospel music. Back then it was Southern Baptist or maybe Appalachian or maybe old Negro spirituals, as they were called at that particular time, at least. That's the music I grew up with, as far as the Jesus side of my life is concerned. And in the show, People's Praise Party, and you can find it at peoplespraiseparty.com. In the show, I uh, not only play great music, about 80% old school and 20% the youngsters, you know? I mean, music from the now then and the way back when, as far as Jesus music is concerned. So if you get a chance, check it out, like I said, 5 o'clock on WBGZ here or at My Mix 94.3, our sister station. Now, I know some people out there laugh and say, Smash, we hear you cussing and carrying on. You going to tell us about Jesus? Sure. Sure. 
You know why? Because Jesus, when he went to turn on the populace to the message of his father, he went in amongst the lepers. They told him, no, you can't go over there. He went in to get the message because the message is the salvation. So I speak the language, all right? I think it's somewhere in, uh, in the Bible, uh, Paul says that when I was with the Greeks, I spoke Greek. When I was with the Hebrews, I spoke Hebrews. When I was with the Romans, I spoke Roman, whatever it was. I ain't a Bible theologian. I'm just telling you my experience, but that's what Paul said. So I speak the language of us because I know the good that Jesus has done for me. He said, wait a minute, Spanish, I ain't buying. All right. You got to listen to the show. Maybe you buy after that. I ain't even asking you to buy to tell you the truth. I'm just telling you the story. But here, maybe you might believe instead of me as far as what people's praise parties is all about. Maybe you can believe the word of God as coming through the, shall we say, expertise of this young lady right here. Hi, everyone. I'm glad we're back today. I want to tell you about God. God is Jesus, and Jesus is God. And Jesus came to earth to die for our sins, and he raised from the grave so that we can can be can have eternal life and live with him forever in heaven. It's a great thing to talk about because... God is the one who will set you free from sin. And sin is the bad stuff we do, and the bad stuff we think, and the bad stuff we say, and the bad stuff we do, and the bad stuff we say, like lying and not being truthful. Sin is just on our hearts, but God takes it and puts it on his own son while he's dying on the cross, he took our sin so that we can live with him forever. And that's amazing. It's amazing that God takes our sin and gives it to and gives it to Jesus. And Jesus dies on the cross and graves from the grave. And he and we can have eternal life with him. That's crazy. But um, I just wanted to talk to you guys about that because I know... I love Jesus. I just love you. And I want to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. But that's it. I am G-O-H-N gone. So gone. I was not even here. Catch you again tomorrow. Have yourself a good one. Whatever that one happens to be. Smash, 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 smash,